Hello and welcome to Being Boss, episode number 63. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. Being boss in work and life is being in it. It's being who we are, doing the work, breaking some rules, and even though we each have to do it on our own, being boss is knowing we're in it together. Last week, we launched our brand new website, which is beingboss.club, and I would say it was a pretty crazy successful launch. Yeah! (laughs) I've also experienced launches, and maybe you have too, where you put all this work into doing something, it goes live, and then it's like crickets chirping. Actually, that's how I felt whenever I launched BraveCreative.com. I mean, it was really exciting, but I did not know how to launch. So that's what we're going to talk about today is all about launching. But first, let's talk about those folks at FreshBooks. All right, as you know, we're about to head down to Miami in April, and we still have a little bit of room left for our Miami vacation. Um, And if we haven't mentioned it yet, we are renting a yacht thanks to FreshBooks. But anyway, I wanted to mention that I'm starting to get content together for our Miami Masterclass. So this is a class that we're hosting for our Miami crew, where we're going to be talking about specifically making money off of digital products. So we're going to be talking about passive income, and I thought it would be really cool to see what my breakdown is in my business for passive income versus one-on-one services. What I love about FreshBooks is that I'm so easily able to just pull those reports and see exactly where my money is coming in from and also exactly where my money is going. Um, Even if you're brand new in your business, it is so smart to set up something like FreshBooks now so you can get in the good habits of tracking your income and expenses. You can easily pull reports to see what's making you money and where you're losing money. You can try FreshBooks for free today by going to freshbooks.com slash beingboss and enter beingboss in the how did you hear about us section. Woo! Now let's talk about our launch. But first, let's talk a little bit about why we decided to change things up at Being Boss and why we changed the URL from lovebeingboss.com to beingboss.club. Emily, why don't you share a little bit about that? Oh, because getting social media handles all the same is very difficult. <laughs> when you get right down to it. No, we had a lot of reasons. That was that was definitely one of them. And one of that was probably the reason that really pushed us to make the change. Um, but you know, a year into it, and we were just sort of saying, like, a year ago, I could not have even imagined being where we are now. Um, we just surpassed 9,000 people in our Facebook group, which blows my mind. We're almost at a million downloads. Actually, we may even be there now. I need to check. I don't ah, even know. Um, I want a little badge on our site. Right? I want a badge on my forehead. Um, <laughs> I want an enamel pin that says million dollar. Wait, no. We didn't make a million dollars. We just million have a million downloads. dollars. Same thing. Same thing. Okay. I want an enamel pin that says a million downloads. There we go. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'll, I'll wear it on my lapel. Um, but I think... Um, a year ago, we never would have imagined that we are now where we are, or we would be. You know what I mean? Um, and just in that year, we've seen so much growth that Love Being Boss was definitely something that got us started. But we want Being Boss to be more than a podcast and more than this, like, lovey thing. We want this to be a party. <laughs> 
know, honestly, we threw we threw together our brand in about oh five days. Yeah, something it's like that. It's not something that we really overthought. I mean, I'm so grateful that we chose the name Being Boss. It was hard to find a URL, but really, whenever it comes to really knowing the brand. And this is something I tell people all the time whenever they have just started something and they want to hire me at Braid Creative to do their full brand platform. Sometimes I tell them, give it a year, see what you grow into. That way you're not just spending a ton of money investing in something that might change anyway. So fortunately for us, you and I are both experts in design and building websites. So for us, it was no skin off our backs to just create a really quick brand that looked good enough. But we had grown to a point where we really wanted our brand to reflect um, who we are now and where we plan on going and the potential to grow. So um, I think that actually the Facebook group was a big catalyst for us changing the name from lovebeingboss.com to beingboss.club. Um, Because we started to realize that our podcast was more than just a podcast and that being boss is more than just being about working for yourself. Being boss is really an attitude about really just knowing what you want and going for it. We had no idea that there would be so many people listening to our podcast that are still working day jobs and are hustling on the side to make the creative dream happen. So as we got to know our own content, as we got to know our listeners a little bit better, Um, we started to be able to create a community for people. And really, it has become quite a club. Um, One of the first products that we launched with is a clubhouse. And so because the Facebook group has grown so much to over 9,000 members, um, it's not quite as intimate as it was whenever we launched. And we really miss that intimate feeling. So it's something that we want to recreate on our own turf and out of Facebook So that's why we started the clubhouse, and that kind of ties into the name beingboss.club. But let's talk about the launch and what makes for a successful launch. What do you think the first step to a successful launch is, Emily? Not losing your shit. (laughs) Okay, let's rewind because it's not actually launch day, but to launch, you have to create the thing that you're going to launch. Yes. And I think that this is something that many people overlook because there's a lot of excitement in launching things, as you know. Emily. Yes, there is a lot of excitement in launching things. And I think a lot of people get really caught up in this, you know, I want to launch something, I want to launch something, but you don't know what it is that you're making, or at least or you do. And and this is the hard part. Like we both coach creatives on this all the time. They They have this idea and they're ready to launch it. But you got to do it. You have to make the thing. You have to you have to plan it out. You have to write the emails. You have to write the autoresponders. You have to write the sales funnels. You have to write the thing. You have to write the email to your creative pack, letting them know how to share it. And you have to create the social media graphics and write the tweets. And you <laughs> have to do all the things. And I feel and like... And those are the things that just go into launching it. Like to actually make the thing, you have to build the website. You have to package the offering. You have to know what it is that you're selling and how much it costs and what the um, customer flow looks like. Who the customer is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that really leads up to a launch. If you haven't created the thing, don't even worry about listening to this episode. Come back to it later. You got to create the thing first. So our thing to create was the website. And Emily, how long would you say that we spent working on this website? Like, I feel like it's been It's six been a months. year? No. Um, I mean, I think it's really only been, so, like, I think we started it 
just before Christmas, like, and it was just a very light, like, you know, here's where we're starting. It's going to go somewhere. And then we sort of did Christmas and we came back and we didn't have brand yet. So you worked on brand for a bit and we, um, I think we really started like hardcore developing the site and like designing at the same time. So it's, and that's another thing, this this launch was so outside of either of our like usual workflow that I often felt like I was going to explode or maybe just fall apart into little pieces. It literally <laughs> felt like we were remodeling a house together. It and did. That is not so typical because usually what we do for our own clients is go is from the ground not what up. We did for ourselves. <laughs> exactly. So it, it was. It was very outside of uh, outside of the usual. So I would say that we. We really started working on it whenever we got back from Christmas and we did, you know, some branding and positioning first, and then we figured out some sort of website strategy things. And then we really got into website like design and development. And I feel like even then the development probably didn't really start hardcore until three or four weeks ago. And then, I mean, and it's still kind of going on and the website's already launched. (laughs) And you know what? That's actually a really good point. And before we get there, though, I'm going to talk a little bit about what you want to people to do whenever you launch. So like our website went live and we had to know what it is that we wanted people on social media to do. Um, so you have to really figure out your call to action. Do you want people to buy your product? Do you want people to sign up for your newsletter list? Do you want them to um, hire you one on one? You have to really know what it is that you want people to do on launch. So on launch, our big goal was to push our Beaten Boss Clubhouse. That's what we wanted people to do. Um, And I think really having that focus is really important for knowing how you want to launch. It certainly is. And and, and we had lots of meetings around. And and this, granted, we're launching a website, which is not the same thing. But no, because we did launch a website, but we did also launch an offering. So whether you're launching whole website and a new offering or just a website or just a new offering like it it all sort of goes together and that you have to talk about strategy I feel like so often so often you sort of you know what you need and so you go to someone and say hey do this but there's a disconnect between the needing and the doing and that disconnect is called action it's strategy it's what you want this thing to do and it's having that completely communicated between the idea person and the actual like do person um and we had lots of those conversations you know what is the purpose of this website? Um, what is the thing that we want people to do on it? How is it going to serve us and how is it going to serve our community? Um, but in the same respect with this new offering, the Clubhouse, what is this offering? You create a sales page. What are the pain points that it's addressing? Who is it for? Um, how is it going to help them? Uh, but then what does that customer flow work uh, look like? And how are we going to get people to it? Are we just going to be sharing things on social media? Are there going to be calls to action on the homepage? Um, are we going to do extra marketing around it like a webinar? Um, so I think that there just has to be conversations. And the longer I'm in this business launching websites for a living, which I'm totally questioning these days, like why do I choose to do this over and over and over again? Um, but it's all about laying it all out there. And I think too often people go into websites with this idea of like just 
give me these five pages and this button that does this when there has to be some strategy that go, goes into it. Um, and the same thing if you're launching a product or a service or an ebook or an event, you have to you have to have the strategy in place and across the board between yourselves and anyone who's helping you execute um, to make things work the way they're supposed to. There's a lot of moving parts in, um, in business, period. Now, let's talk about keeping your cool during launch week. We all know that the more boss you become, the more you have to keep your calendar tightly wrangled to make sure you're always capable of getting it all done. For me, and especially during this launch week, setting some clear expectations around my availability was key to making this happen. Sure, I could have had email chains and vacation responses lined up to handle a tighter schedule, but instead, I used Acuity Scheduling to pare down my availability for the week so that my clients and online buddies didn't feel like they were getting the boot during my busy week, and it saved me a ton of time. Instead, they found a time for them based on my set availability, and it was easy as pie. Schedule clients without sacrificing your soul. Try your free 60-day trial of scheduling sanity at acuityscheduling.com slash beingboss. Now, let's get back at it. One thing that I love about online businesses is I feel like really developing out your website and figuring out the architecture of your website really helps you figure out your business. So for example, we had the clubhouse and I, I wasn't having a hard time wrapping my head around it, except like, what is that customer flow? What is the user experience? So I started thinking about the clubhouse sales page. I started thinking about like, okay, what am I telling people that they're going to get on the website? And that's actually how I kind of developed what they actually get. That's how we came up with the idea of having a book club in our clubhouse or having secret episodes in our clubhouse or having monthly Q&A calls just for clubhouse members. That's where we really started to flesh out what it is that we are offering was kind of just by thinking about how does the person coming to our website see what this is all about? Um, so this is me saying you don't have to entirely overthink the big picture strategy. Sometimes you just have to get in there and figure it out. Um, you just have to kind of start thinking through the little picture and moving one foot in front of the other. And that's totally what building this website and building our offerings has been like. And honestly, for me, that's how it's been my whole career. And I mean, that's really served me well and I'm ready to take it to the next level. So maybe that means more like big picture strategy. And I've even been talking to Tara Gentili a little bit about that, but that's a whole other episode. So let's keep talking <laughs> about the launch. <laughs> All right. So, so we've been working on it for, or we worked on it for, I don't know, probably a month, a month and a half, really hardcore. And I mean, like, I think Corey's put like a hundred hours of development into this project, like Ooh. huge, huge amount of work. And that's just Corey. And then you designing every piece of, um, of the imagery that's gone to the website. Um, mm -hmm. and even like I mocked up a website that was already designed, like <laughs> just so we could figure out some of the finite details um, and then coordinating the whole thing. Like this is probably one of the biggest websites I've ever launched. And you guys, we like started from a template. So that was another big deal. Uh. <laughs> Moving from business catalyst to WordPress. It was um, definitely like a, 
Yeah. So, well, and, and I feel it, it, it was personally a big deal. I feel like there are enough people probably listening to this that know that I hate WordPress enough that I need to like interject and talk about why we decided to go WordPress because I have preached against WordPress for online entrepreneurs long enough that I feel a little skeezy that now I'm using WordPress, but I have very good reasons. So being boss, whenever we were talking about what this website would become, we absolutely knew that it would become very content focused. So, you know, in the past, we were just sharing show notes once a week um, and had a couple of products on there. And again, just sort of getting a website going so that we could launch the podcast over a year ago. It was not something that we put a ton of thought into. Like you said, we had it designed. We had we had the entirety of the first Being Boss website, brand and website, designed and developed in less than a month. So online entrepreneurs, um, I usually talk them off of doing WordPress, um, but we knew that the new Being Boss site would be very content focused. And really, when it comes down to content driven websites, WordPress is just kind of it. And though though uh, we are selling products on WordPress, and that's usually the place where I get the most angry with WordPress because their security isn't always the great. WordPress sites get hacked and held for ransom all the time. Don't say that out loud. Um, we have good security. It is, place, right? Well, exactly. So like knowing all those things, I've made sure that Corey has put some very strenuous and really great security in place to make us super secure. Um, and, and we'll continue to do all we can do. Um, but it's also just sort of given me this whole other level of respect for WordPress websites and just how robust they can be on a level that still like to this very day there will be very few clients in my future that I will actually put on WordPress Um, because I think that for the bulk of the people who are listening to this WordPress really isn't for you if you're wanting to sell services um, and products there are better platforms out there but if you're wanting to create a content driven online presence where you are blogging um, and sharing content in a mass kind of way, apparently it's WordPress because we're on it. So um, just needed to interject that because we have moved the Being Boss site to WordPress, which also, in the scheme of launching things, changed things on a whole other level as well. Because even though we were doing things out of sequence um, in terms of designing and developing for this project, because there were so many moving parts, um, it was also a whole new launch sequence. Um in terms of the things that we needed to put in place for it to launch seamlessly. So, you know, URL redirects and having our SSL certificate done because that's also that's not a thing in business catalyst like it's just there you don't have to have to get that set up separately so there were lots of things that we ran into uh with launching this site that weren't as expected um because we did this this is a whole new experience for everyone involved (laughs) okay But let's talk about that a little bit. I'm going to talk about knowing when to launch because I feel like we pushed this launch a couple of times. And then there was a point whenever you said, March 8th, it's a new moon, we're launching. (laughs) New moon and a solar eclipse. Like it was no joke. Um, But also it was a Tuesday, which is always a good launch day. And it was the beginning of the month and I could not let this drag out for another month. Um, But we launched without our site being perfect. Oh, yeah. There are still things that are like, I'll look at the design and it kind of makes my eye twitch a little bit. Like, I know, but no one else, no one, no one else notices most of that, which is really nice uh, because I'm right and there exactly. with you. Exactly. That's my the thing that twitching. I want to point out is that like you have to wait to launch until it's good enough, but don't wait until it's perfect because it will never be perfect. No. Our website will never be perfect. Nope. 
it, it won't. It will never be perfect. Um, things will continue to change. We'll add new content. Things will break. We'll want to upgrade. Um, actually, I mean, just this actually yesterday on launch day, I was talking to Corey about phase two. So like it's launching and I'm already planning what's coming next. So it will continue to grow and change. Um, and even this morning we were talking about, oh, OK, you know, the sales page is up for Clubhouse, but I totally want to redesign it. And I'm like, yeah, me too. So um, so it will it will consistently change. And I think that's really important. I think a lot of a lot of creatives have a very type a like perfectionist personality um like and especially if you're an entrepreneur you want things well and that's no that's not true not especially if you're an entrepreneur that is not a general claim I want to make but um but we do have a tendency to want things to be really perfect or you know as perfect as they can be and sometimes you just gotta launch it sometimes you just need to get it out into the world and that's something I've learned and you too I know that you're the same you know you can't wait until things are perfect. You have to get things out there and let them continue to evolve and fix as you go. If we had waited until this was perfect, there would not be beingboss.club right now. Um, and probably wouldn't be for another six months because we would pick at it until we were just blue in the face. Um, and, you know, it's so funny because sometimes launching is just about making a decision and going with it. So, for example, we decided to put beingboss.club on Slack. I'm sure that there are other forums or platforms that might be better for it, and we can always change. But to launch, you have to make some decisions and commit to them. So that's what we did. But speaking of the clubhouse, we should talk about testing. Test, test, <laughs> test. Test yes. your shit. <laughs> test your shit all day, every day. Um, because yeah, testing, it's part of our process at Indie. Like whenever we, it should be any web developers process is to test things. Um, but even then, sometimes when you test things, shit still fucks up. Um, which is something that we totally experienced yesterday. So the site goes live and I had tested the cart and it was all working fantastically for me. And we had a couple of people sign up for the clubhouse and then we started getting emails and tweets and Facebook messages from people that were like trying to sign up for the clubhouse and can't. And I go on and I can do it. And Corey goes on and he can do it. And we're like, well, what in the world is going on? Like, obviously, some people can get on. I can get on. Um, what's wrong? And it took it took some serious trial and error to figure it out, which also just goes to show we never would have caught that if we hadn't launched. Like, but you know what I love is that our listeners and our fans were so helpful in let, helping us troubleshoot everything. And they were standing by us. They were letting us know like what browsers they were in. They were letting us know specifically what issues they were having so that we could troubleshoot on our end. Because we weren't, the scary thing about our launch yesterday is we weren't able to repl replicate the problem that other people were having. And if our developers can't replicate the issue, it's really hard to fix. It's impossible to fix if, if we can't replicate the issue. But 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 with their help, we were able to replicate it. And it was Which just very so weird, awesome. specific things. You're right. Yeah. It is. It, like, I, yesterday on your Periscope, someone offered to like screen share with yes. with Corey to do it. And I was just like, <laughs> so that is sweet. so amazing. And that's the thing, too, is that knowing I, I think it's easy for us type A perfectionist to get really riled up by stuff like that. And I almost felt myself going there whenever we launched. Whenever people were having hiccups um, or things weren't working quite right, I used to get so riled up about that stuff. But I don't know. I just felt a little bit more graceful with yesterday's, yesterday's launch, even with the hiccups and things like that. Um, well, and, and I, just... I think you're always going to have hiccups. Like, I can't think of a single launch 
and not that my team doesn't do a really great job because we do. Um, but and, and sometimes I guess we do have like really great launches, but there's always something weird that happens. Like I'll never forget, like even Paul and Jason, I think we're doing a podcast once. Um on invisible office hours about launching and they were talking about how they had launched a course or something once and um and they were having to manually add people to a list or something because like just this weird back-end connection where like the system wasn't working you have to wait on support for another system to get things to go right um I've had launches where you know where emails just don't send out and there's no reason except you know the domain DNS servers aren't propagating as quickly as they usually do which is no one's fault um there are just weird funky little things that happen and I think in online business there are a lot of people that get riled the hell up about stuff like that but because I've been doing this for years it doesn't bother me anymore like and my mantra during launch is it's just a website (laughs) (laughs) we're not saving lives here though I don't know though we might be we might be but but our website yesterday was saving no one's life um and and I feel like that's I feel like that's a really important mindset for for bosses to have especially if you're doing doing business in the online space is you have to have some grace about it like you do not and cannot have control over everything especially when servers are involved um (laughs) and you just sort of have to let it go I think whenever actually and it's whenever I have really chill clients that launches go the best it's whenever I have high strung clients that shit hits the fan. Um, and I think that's, I think that's probably just karma getting after them, but, um, it is a thing like shit happens on launch day. Um, and the only thing you can do is just plan for it. We had Corey on call all day yesterday. Um, to- yeah, that's what I was going to say as pro tip on launch day, make sure, especially if there's an online component to your business, which there probably is if you're listening to this podcast, but on launch day, make sure that your developer has the whole day off to help you and make sure that you have your whole day off. Do not schedule meetings. Do not schedule anything but like posting stuff, refreshing your Instagram, troubleshooting issues, sending out emails. Um, popping so champagne. Yeah, popping <laughs> champagne. Just make sure that you and your developer have the entire day dedicated to launching. Yes, absolutely. Um, Another huge, I want to talk about all the things now that go into marketing a launch um, because this is huge. And my very favorite thing to market a launch is something that you do, Emily, and that you've taught me to do and that I will always do from now on, which is to send out an email to your wolf pack. Yeah, I love this. So, okay, so let's talk about a couple of the things that we did to like to prepare for this launch. So, you know, we had the website going. We asked for um, contribute, like, so one of the big things about our website is that we've launched a blog. It's something that we haven't had and we wanted to create a platform for other creatives to contribute to. So it's not just me and you blogging because people have heard enough from us. I mean, we are blogging once a week. (laughs) We are blogging once a week, but We're getting so many guest requests for our podcasts, and there's just so much good stuff out there. We wanted another platform for sharing gifts of knowledge, and we wanted another platform that other creative entrepreneurs could feel at home on. So we started up our blog, and I put out a call for entries for all of our bosses that attended New Orleans with us. I I just made an open invitation saying, if you're interested in contributing to our blog, 
let us know. So that was helpful in getting content, but also those people are going to help promote the website all the time because their articles are on it. So that's one thing that you can do is get guest posters. Um, another thing that we did, what are some other things that we did? Um, we put together sales funnels and set up email marketing lists and did all kinds of crazy things with that over the couple of days before launch. Um, that was one thing that we did. Just sort of prep to the site beyond the site for being launched. Um, that was something that we did a whole lot. We also set up a webinar um, to sort of celebrate launch and to share more content and to get more people going. But then we also did the Wolfpack email, which um, which is has been a very important part of my launch sequence for a yes. long time. If you take nothing away from this episode, I think the Wolfpack email is where it's at. So explain to us what that is. Sure. So as as you are doing your little online business um, and you start cultivating relationships with peers and clients and customers and uh, mentors, um, keep a wolf pack list. I have a I have a note in my Evernote that is just, you know, people that I've worked with, mastermind people that I've been engaged with, uh, clients that I became very connected with. Um, sort of peers and people that I've connected with across the board. And there's no real relationship between any of them. Most of them don't know each other. Um, but just sort of cultivating this like online wolf pack of people who um, who influence me in one way or the other and that I would call friends. Um, and part of my launch is to create an email where I just tell them what, what I'm up to. So um, the one that we created was, um, was an email telling them that we are, you know, relaunching Being Boss. We've been doing it for a year. We're really excited about the growth and we have a new website coming out and just sort of telling them about it letting my people know what I'm up to um and then also allowing them or asking them if they would like to share um not requiring it I always put it in there like you are not required like your support either in the past or in the future is just is exactly what it needs to be as it is. But if you'd like to share, um, we always include like a little link to a Dropbox folder where we put some share graphics and some cut and paste tweets um, and sort of messaging, like share messaging, so that it's really easy for them to share if they want to. So um, so Kathleen and I both gathered our wolf pack lists. Um, between the two of us, there are probably, I don't know, 40 emails that went out maybe. Mm-hmm, yeah, something around in there. And uh, she sent the email to her Wolfpack and I sent it to mine. Um, and it's just a really great way to get your get your close knit community involved. Um, probably about- I want to mention one thing about this email too, uh-huh. is that we templated it out. And I started feeling funny about that. Like, is this impersonal? So I started trying to write an email from scratch every time to my Wolfpack and realized that our email that we really considerately crafted was better than really recreating the wheel every time. And I don't know, I guess I just have to say I had to get over sending the same email to every people or to everyone. And I think it's the thing that kept me from though doing Wolfpack emails in the past is that I felt like I needed to do that and it just wasn't very efficient. So having just a standard email that says, thank you for everything that you've done to support me along the way. Um, And if you'd like to see what I'm up to now, this is what it is. And if you'd like to share even better. So sending that out to our wolf pack, I just had no idea how powerful that was. And having people like Melissa Hartwig from Whole30 share our stuff. Um, My friend Alyssa Juhas has like a huge Instagram following. My friend Becky Simpson drew up like a little custom graphic for us. Like, 
there's just some people want to support you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Your friends want to know what you're up to yes. and they want to support you. So don't be afraid to ask for their help and to thank them along the way. Yeah. Well, and I'll even tell you like the shares are, are amazing. Like, and, and obviously that's part of the reason is help us promote this thing that we're doing, but it's also two things. One is I send it to people that I would totally do the same for. If anyone, if my, in my wolf pack were to email me, I would make sure that that shit was all over my social media. So, so it is, I do only email the people that I would definitely be sharing their stuff for, but I'll tell you the magic came for me not in well definitely some in the sharing so don't discount that but it came in just sending the email and because that for me was launch of the website and we sent the email the night before so it was the night before official launch so these people got a sneak peek of the website as it was still being like done um they got a sneak peek of of the website and it was for me that was launch that was me sending it to the people who are closest to me and saying here is what I'm doing please go check it out while we're still fixing the kinks so don't judge too hard um like my stomach felt all knotted up as I I said that yeah like but then what's so cool is then waking up the next morning to an email from yeah you know like Paul Jarvis and Jason Zook saying we love you guys. This is incredible. You've raised the bar for podcast websites, you know, stuff like yeah. that. And and we would have never gotten that kind of support. I mean, it takes a lot of emotional support to put yourself out there like this. And so that kind of support, I feel like carried me through the day. So absolutely. Man, I'm that, so grateful for our Wolfpack. Amen to that. I completely agree. The Wolfpack, the Wolfpack email has been it for me for a long time. And this one felt particularly magical to me and the gut feeling was weird and good but again all of that recognition not even that I'm here for the recognition though I am please I'm human Ah. Uh, but the recognition and the appreciation and the love that we got from those responses um like that's why we're doing this uh, cultivating those relationships because so many of them were bosses too there were people that we met in Miami uh, not in Miami in New Orleans um but hopefully we meet more people in Miami which is still open for registration if you want to be on our wolf right being boss.club slash Miami (laughs) okay so beyond letting your wolf pack know so these emails are really important then you want to let your extended tribe know so for me this was sending out an email to my newsletter list through braid which is quite large and letting them know that being boss had launched um i kind of did it in a more subtle way just by linking to a lot of stuff in the email that we've done on our new site um but then also creating social media graphics so we created instagram graphics we created new twitter chat templates um we created launch graphics um, for Instagram. Oh, new Facebook headers for our Facebook group. Um, we're starting to get a little bit more strategic even about how we participate in the Facebook group now that we have our clubhouse for our more candid conversations. Um, what else? What else do we do for launch? I think that basically covers it, but <sighs> kind huh. of, but also it feels did it? a lot bigger than well, that. See, and, and I think the thing that I want to point out here is all the things, all the things that go into launch. I feel like, you know, so often, so often people just think, oh, I'll just get like a Squarespace template and start tweeting. And honestly, you can like, do not let the fear of how big these things are 
keep you from launching. Like do a Squarespace template, send an email out to your 10 subscribers and tweet that shit. Like get well, things Well, honestly, launched. like I think that a launch can be, I mean, even if, it, if your tools were really basic or if your offering was still really small, um, launching the shit out of it could take you places. It can well, be rocket fuel. Exactly. And I, I always say this to my clients who are like, oh, I just want to soft launch and just sort of let things go or I want to do something big. And whatever you decide is perfectly fine. But launches are only as big of a deal as you are willing to make out of them. Like it's your... Amen. Amen. It is your fuel to your fire. Like you have to do this. Um, so if you want to gather up all of your resources and get social media graphics made and like we got on co-schedule and just scheduled social media like mad women or if you want to have a developer build something from scratch or use a template base like we did this time. Next time I'm custom designing this website just so you know I think development would have went much faster. <laughs> but there are there are no right or wrong ways to do it. It's just doing it. You have to do it. And uh, we put a lot of resources into this launch um, and have been blown away by what has come back from it. And just in our team coordinating to to make this do, because this was not just Kathleen and I by any means. Um, it's just launching something is a huge moment in your business. Huge. And you know you- what I learned from this launch, really, is that to have a successful launch, you really have to commit to it. Amen. And I didn't know that before. Even so, I think we've already recorded the minisode on what to do whenever I launch and I hear crickets chirping. And I even think that maybe on that minisode, I said something like, it's nobody's responsibility to be excited about your launch but you. And I still think that that's true. But I think that the more you can commit to your launch, the better outcome you're going to have. I agree. And I think it's I think it's committing in terms of energy and in dreaming and in some cases resources like money and time. Um, I think that it's pulling people in as much as you can. Like God knows Kathleen and I by ourselves would not have been able to do this like this. It would have taken four times as long. Easy if we had managed it. Um, I think that, you know, Putting trust into your people, and I say this as a web developer who has clients like look at me funny all the time because websites are hard to understand, um, but committing committing to it, committing to doing this thing is everything when it comes to launching. And you can half-ass it all day long. People half-ass launches every day, and some of them get okay results. Or you can put everything you have into it and blow your own damn mind. Drop the mic. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I mean, really, though, I don't have anything else to say and I need to go to boxing. <laughs> I know. Go get some of that. Go get some of that that stuff out. I know the the past three days I have been like Monday. Monday, I pulled a nine and a half hour day. Like that was a thing. I mean, last night I stayed up until 11 because I'm a media kit. But right? I haven't been that excited about work in a long time. So I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. That's by my like own thing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, launches are hard. Launches are super difficult. And I feel like launch is still going. Like Corey's still like mobile optimizing the footer of our website. And we are planning phase two. And um, and we're working on editorial calendars. And I think that's another point that I want to make. Like you work really hard for launch, 
But if you're launching something good, launch is when the work begins. Um, so there's that. <laughs> I I disagree. The work begins way before launch. Right? But launch I is know. kind of like, launch is the prom to celebrate your work. Well, I don't think prom is a good example because no. I hated prom. Launch is like the the launch. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. So launch is the launch. Right? I agree. You have great use of words. Um, <laughs> no, I completely, I, I, I know what you're going for though. And I agree. I think that you work really hard for launch. Um, and then, and then things do keep going. Like, and the work is just beginning in a lot of ways, but for us and for everyone launches like the beginning of the next phase. So you work up until this moment and then launch is done and you start the next thing that you're doing. So milestone, like definition of milestone there is the launch of whatever it is that you're creating. And it's not something you should go into lightly. Um, you know, Ramit is someone who, um, who has sort of drilled into our head, like take the time to do things right. Um, and do something you're proud of. And then whenever you launch things like that, like that and you have that much energy behind them um I think that's when magic happens and I'm I'm really ready for like the next phase of magic and being boss because I think I think we're building something amazing I think so too like I guess that you know here's here's what I think you're getting at and here's what I'm hearing and here's what I'm feeling is that launch is the beginning of something new it's the beginning of taking it to the next level and and that's huge and I think that's what Whenever I talk about committing to launch, you're committing to taking things to the next level. Yeah. And you, that's you what being to, boss is all about. Well, amen to that. You also have to be ready for it either way. Like, you can get ready for launch. I think you have to be ready for what next. I spent half my day yesterday crying, like, with a disgusting feeling in my gut. And it's just, David ruined my house. That's a whole other thing. He didn't. He really, he, we're adding gutters to the house, and I think it makes them ugly. So I cried a little bit. But it was also around the intense energy of launch day combined with this thing on my house. Um, it was it was a big day. Like, launch days are really big, and that energy can get all, like, crazy. Um, and it is the beginning of something new. Absolutely. Um, true that. All right. Do the work. Be boss. Launch that shit. Yeah.